Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts by the VLDI, your favorite podcast. Ah, glad to be back. Yeah. Man, so today I want to talk to you guys about something very important. Not the usual. Well, I do try to talk to you guys about something relatively important every day. But I was speaking with a friend of mine, you know, about um, finances. And we were sharing some information with each other as far as, like, where we are financially and plans that we have in the next five to ten years and I was telling him that you know I was considering purchasing a multi-family home so that I could rent it to people and you know he was asking me about things like um save my savings how much do I do I I have to put down and you know my credit and things like that and I was telling him and his his eyes got big and he was like bro how how the fuck did you do that so, I just want to share a little bit of information with you, because the first thing, and, and I know there's those y'all that's like, well, what makes you qualified to talk about this, DeVille? D.I., you're not rich. No, I'm not rich. I'm, I'm far from rich, but I am a guy who went from a couple years back to, for me, grocery shopping was going to Piggly Wiggly and getting a four for 20 packages of meat. You could get four packages of meat for $20. And it'd be like some drummits, some ground beef, you know, some fish and something, um, one meal a piece worth of a pack of meat for 20 bucks. And then going to Kroger's and, and hitting up the 10 for 10 bin to get uh, Nora noodles. And that was my what I was going to have to eat for the week, try to make that last till I got paid again. To a guy who's now is in a better place financially to where, to make the comparison, I went from having to move my bills around so that I could make sure they all get paid and pay some late and let some stuff go delinquent so that I could pay everything to now being in the position to where if I woke up tomorrow and decided I was quitting work, I could quit work and have close to a year before I really get start to get financially worried about what my next move was. But um, my sister always used to tell me, you should have six to eight months of rent saved in case of emergency and I always thought that was impossible you know with what I was making and things like that and then at the time when she told me she actually told me to hand over my finances to her she told me send me your expenses and tell me how much you make a month and I'm gonna figure out a plan for you and at that time she couldn't she looked at it and she couldn't even figure out a plan for it but that was before I got the the, uh, the the job that I have now, but even when I had the when I got the new job, and um, you know, I was making more money, it still was was hella difficult trying to keep up with everything. And my thoughts at the time was immediately and initially that I needed more money, but I'm here to tell you today, more money is not gonna not gonna fix your problems. See, because the the friend I was speaking to yesterday, we both um, 
we both came from similar situations being, excuse me, we both were single men living by ourselves, so we had both had rent, car notes, you know, utilities, and so on and so forth. And I have a kid, and he doesn't even have a kid. He don't even have a kid. No children. No children, no girlfriend, nothing. Just him to take care of. And his thoughts were, when we were talking yesterday, his immediate thing that he went to was, I need to make more money. But the funny thing about it is he makes more money than I do. Hourly. Hourly wage, he makes more money than I do. Like I said, he doesn't have any children, so he's not having to kick any money out for art classes or daycare or anything like that. But see, the thing that he doesn't get is, and the thing that a lot of people don't get is, having more money is not going to say solve your problem. Changing the way you handle your money is going to save your, is going to change your, uh, your problems. You have to have a change in lifestyle. Like for instance, just in an example. Now, not trying to knock anybody because I don't care what anybody does with their own money, but. Think about it like this. How many of y'all out there, of my listeners, still have your income tax money from this that you got this year, your return, right? Because I'm assuming that a lot of the people that listen to my show are still in the pay scale where we're eligible for tax returns. How many of y'all still have your returns? Okay. Now, for those of y'all that don't, do you at least have something tangible? From that that you still have and can use today, a lot of people don't. A lot of people spent that money on, you know, whatever, vacations and 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 eating out and things that once you do them, they were just gone. Some people actually went out and purchased stuff. Like, you, always, you ever notice you always see furniture on the side of the road around tax season? You see a bunch of TV boxes. Like, why the hell do you need to buy a new TV every year? What happened to the TV you bought last year? New TVs, new furniture, a new wardrobe every year. And then when it hits around this time of year, this probably was a great time to talk about it because now it's June. It hits June and you're right back where you started at the beginning of the year. Now, I know that the, the taxes that we get normally for most people aren't enough to just like life-changing amounts, but... It is a, a jump start, and that's what I did. The, one of the first initial things that I did was look at that as a as a jump start because I remember one year I got a, a good deal of money back uh, because I had a dependent, and you know, so I got a, a nice little chunk back. And before the year was out, hell, I was broke and, and waiting. <laughs> And plotting on what I was going to do when I got my taxes the next year. And when I actually looked around, I didn't have anything but like a pair of shoes or two that I actually had spent money on, that I actually had that I could still look at. The rest of it was just wasted on nonsense. And at that moment, I decided to just change the way I handled my money. So that following year after that, I just put the money up and I didn't touch it. And ended up still having that money the following year. So that was one step that I made, was just to quit spending the tax money unnecessarily. Look, if you've been struggling with your bills uh, all year long, it's not going to hurt you to keep struggling with those bills a little bit longer, man. Take that tax money and put it up and build you a little nest egg to start yourself off. 
And then, um, like, one of the reasons I noticed when I looked at and actually analyzed the difference between me and my friend of why I climbed the way I did and he is basically still where he was years ago financially, hasn't been able to accumulate any type of savings, I looked at our lifestyles. When I went out, when I got uh, divorced and separated, I went out looking for an apartment. I went out looking for the cheapest apartment I can find. And I went through a series of cheap apartments. First, my first apartment was a decent, you know, decent pay uh, for the rent. But it was still, it, I was struggling to make that. But I wanted to be in a certain type of neighborhood because I had my daughter. And then, but that next time I went to lease an apartment, I just went for the cheapest one I could find, and I found the cheap one. And it was it was decent, but it was like it wasn't nothing glamorous about it. It wasn't nothing to brag about. It wasn't nothing where people would come over and be like, oh, this is a nice place. But and when you come inside, you know, I, my furniture was nice, you know, and all that type of stuff. He went for the he got apartment based on to him how much he could afford to pay. So we had the difference. I was trying to find the least amount of pay to find the, the 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 place where I had to give up the least amount of money to live and he went to the end of his fund like if he could afford to pay twelve hundred dollars a month then he looked for if he felt like he could afford to pay twelve hundred dollars a month he went looking for an apartment that was twelve hundred dollars a month while me vice versa if I'm gonna say I could pay I could afford twelve hundred dollars a month but I'm looking for something around seven six seven you know and i'm gonna take the rest of that money and i'm gonna put it in the bank it just was a change of a, a lifestyle a change of the way we used the money and then i looked at more more things like i went for a period of time where i bought no clothes when i bought clothes it was for my daughter i didn't buy any type any clothes for myself look i had been alive for years and had accumulated a closet full of clothes so the last thing i needed to do was buy more clothes, so I had that in my mind. As long as my shoes looked decent, you know, wasn't no holes in them, they, I, they were still cleanable, because you know your shoes get to a point where you can't even really clean them no more. As long as they, I was still able to work with them, I kept those shoes. I put shoe polish on my sneakers to keep them crispy white, all types of stuff, but I just avoided spending money at all costs. Didn't take no trips, none of that type of stuff. I'd go out every now and then, but just I was on... I was on a budget. I restricted my spending. But see, he did the complete opposite. He was always out shopping. He was always out to eat somewhere, you know, or on a date. And I dated during this same same period, too. But I dated. <laughs> I went to places where were in my budget. But not really. See, this is the confusing part. When I say in my budget, see. There, I understood, I learned and understood there's a difference between how much I could afford to pay. And when I say afford, I mean I had the money to pay for it. Now, now I look at it as if I can afford something as if if I buy it, is it going to harm me, harm me financially to buy it? So go, let's say I may have uh, $200. I see a $200 uh what laptop right and i have three hundred dollars my rent's paid 
All my bills are paid. I got groceries. Everything's paid, and I got $300 left. I could buy that laptop, but then I'd only have $100. That's how I start looking at things. If I feel like if it's going to set you back, if it's going to set you back, then you can't afford it, even though you may have the money to buy it. Them $200 shoes, you may have the money to spend on it, and your bills and everything may be paid. But if if you if something came up after you bought them shoes and you'd be in trouble, you can't afford them damn shoes. That's the way I started looking at things. But he looked at it as if he had the money, then he could afford it. He was going to buy it, which kept leading him to be in situations to where, you know, he was short on cash. Now, meanwhile, I started, you know, like I said, living the opposite. I started looking for the least expensive things that I could find. If I needed shoes, I'd go and find I wasn't buying, like, no no buddies or nothing like that. But let's say a pair of Air Max, 99 bucks. I'll buy the 99 buck Air Max versus buying the $260 LeBron's. Simple stuff like that. If I needed dress shoes, I'd get the... You know, the $60 Sperry's versus buying the 250 buck Doc Martens. Just a little simple stuff, you know, shopping off the clearance rack and things like that. My goal came to be not to brag about how much money I spent on something, but to brag about on how much I saved on getting something and ending up with the same, dressing the same as everybody else, looking the same as everybody else, doing the same type of activities as everybody else, but I'm spending less money than you are to do it. To me, that was a victory and an accomplishment. But like Gary Vee says, problem is a lot of y'all don't want to eat shit. <laughs> sometimes you got to eat shit for a while. You know, sometimes you just got to sit back and be like, uh, you know, my my other partner, my other partner, uh, Sean, he called it playing dead. Sometimes you got to play dead. You just got to disappear off the scene. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not spending no money. You go to work. You go home. You eat at the house. You know, you might buy you a six-pack or 12-pack of beer. And you chill. You watch your TV and play your video games. And I'm just going to be in the house. We call it playing dead. I'm going to disappear for a while. Let this money stack up. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people aren't willing to do that because uh, they feel like they have to maintain that image. You know, that image that Instagram have us looking at now. To where we, you look around, when you look on Instagram, nobody's hurting. Everybody's balling. Everybody's got it. Everybody's getting money. But then, you know, you meet these people in person, and it's a whole different story. But we look at these at Instagram, and we we compare ourselves to everybody around us, and now we start building up our own fake image on Instagram, and now we have to maintain that image. So I, I can't be seen at Goodwill because uh, you know. People gonna be like, "What? Think I fell off?" Or I can't be seen shopping at uh, Piggly Wiggly because people will think I fought falling off. I gotta go to Publix. Yeah, so um, I know that y'all are probably thinking, "Hey, Deville." Deville, how one week you gonna come out one episode and say that uh, money is freedom, and then the next time you gonna come around here now and talk about money's not gonna save you? Well, re- relax, relax. I'm gonna tell you, 
it's uh money is freedom money is most definitely freedom but at the same time it can be uh your imprisonment and um it becomes your freedom when you use it properly when you plan properly and use it accordingly now no i'm not finna sit here and try to tell you you know what to do with your money and don't go buy them new shoes or whatever but i mean i'm just saying it's it's one it's like that old saying you can't have the cake and eat the cake you can't spend all your money and then want to have money and you know people who have that mentality you know a lot of times tend to develop that whole money is everything vibe or the money over everything vibe and you know they they become thirsty for the, that money and they it consumes them to the point where every decision that they make is around you know trying to get more of it but you know it can push you into situations that you don't that didn't necessarily need to be or want to be in and it can trap you in situations like you know you when you're spending pretty much your whole check every week you know now you become chained to that job that you didn't want because you're not putting anything away to be able to move up out of there to never to be able to say hey you know what uh i think it's time for me to let this go and that's where the whole mentality comes of you know you don't quit a job until you get a job my mom used to always teach me that and that's true you don't you shouldn't necessarily just walk out of a job when you don't need a job but you know sometimes even those jobs can be toxic situations that you need and should uh, get yourself out of. But if you're not preparing yourself financially, and you don't really need a whole lot of money to do it. You just have to be able to take that step-by-step, that step-by-step budget. Like I heard uh, uh, I heard somebody say one time, you know, uh, you know, somebody told them that they had to eat. You know, I got to eat, man. I got to eat. And he was like, yeah, but do you got to eat steak or could you go and get you a 79-cent can of tuna, go into the McDonald's, grab you a couple packets of mayonnaise and some relish, pack of mustard and mix that up, get you a, a loaf of light bread for a dollar nineteen, and eat tuna fish sandwiches. And it's like, yeah, man, it, it is. You got to eat, but you don't necessarily have to eat certain things. And the point I guess I'm trying to make is that we – a lot of times get into that I deserve this or I deserve that mode and you know we feel like we have to we have to do certain things we have to buy certain things we have to have certain things but you're really just crippling yourself it doesn't matter if you make a uh, making a thousand dollars a week or you're making a hundred thousand a week if you're spending <laughs> if you're spending a hundred percent of it you're still in the hole you still living check to check it don't matter if that check is a million dollars or that check is a hundred dollars. If you spending all of it, you still living check to check. The check's just bigger. You know what I mean? So yeah, that money's not gonna save. Getting more money, it's not gonna save you if you don't have the mentality for having more money. Think about all the uh, the athletes, the musicians, the uh, rap artists, the uh, people who inherit money, lottery winners. All these people who. Um, weren't necessarily prepared for getting all of that money and then you look at them four or five years down the road and it's just like they never had it in the first place because they didn't know what to do with it didn't know what to do with it wasted it squandered it they weren't prepared 
for it. You have to prepare yourself <laughs> for having money, man. Yeah, because uh, uh, I, I take lessons from all different people that I meet, especially people that I see and I aspire to um, to be like. You know what I mean? If I see somebody doing something that I, I, I aspire to do, then I'm going to pick up on some of the traits and tactics that they're using to do what I want to do because, you know, they're already doing it. It's just like when you're going to be a pharmacist or a, a freaking surgeon or whatever, a police officer. At some point, you have to do like some intern. At some point, you have to do a ride along. You have to go and watch somebody, observe somebody do what it is that you're trying to do. And we need to be doing that. We need to find people who are at the levels that we aspire to be at and 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 follow that you know what i mean not to necessarily create a carbon copy of what they did but you know to just get get an understanding of what it takes and what what, what the steps is and the um you know the mentality that you have to have and that's what changed mine was, was just watching people around me and how they move people who i had to who who had money that was around me because even when i didn't have money you couldn't tell <laughs> You can tell I didn't have any money, but that was part of what was keeping me from having money because I was making sure that I dressed and 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 I didn't necessarily wear uh, you know designers or anything, but you know I kept myself up to the point where even if I, I could have had ten dollars in my pocket and if I walked in the room, nobody would assume that I was the guy with ten dollars in his pocket. But so I just wedged my way in around people who had. Uh, got to a certain level and just start listening to them just sitting there and listen to them talk one of the problems that we got man we always talking we always talking we always talking and i know that's a lot coming from a podcaster to tell you <laughs> somebody talks too much because i'm out here doing this you know almost on a daily basis taking my time out to talk a lot but we get into situations where we are not the, the resident expert of the situation but we still want to just run our mouths instead of sitting back and listening if I walk into a, if I walk into a room and my friends are talking about real estate their rental properties or whatever their commercial properties I don't go jump into the middle of conversation and start selling dreams about what I want to do and what I plan on doing because that's bullshit anyway they're already doing it. So I go and I sit my ass down and I listen to them talk about what they're doing and what their next move is. You see the pattern here? A lot of times we'll walk in the room and try to sell other people our dreams so that we can fit in. But at the end of the day, we're not doing anything. We're just talking and talking. Uh, 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 we're just hypothetically speaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you haven't really sat down and made a plan and looked at your finances and mapped out the next move or what you're trying to do, then you're just hypothetically speaking. <laughs> so relax, man, and let the people who are doing it talk and just sit there and listen. And you'll learn stuff. Ask questions instead of making statements all the time. Don't, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to be ashamed of not knowing and trying to gather information, especially because I tell you what, people like to... People like to talk about what they're doing, and people like to brag about their successes. So if you actually sit down and, and you'll listen to them, majority of people that you run into will tell you 
everything that you want to know about what it is they doing, how they did it, because they want to, uh, they want to tell somebody, they want to brag about it, and you can get get that information for free just just as long as you're willing to sit down and um and listen to them, you know, be patient and listen to them. But everybody don't got that in them, man. But money is it's not gonna save you. Not in the way that people think it is. People think if I just had, if I could just get a million dollars, I'd be straight. Got to get a million dollars and don't have no freaking idea what to do with it. Don't know how that million is going to be taxed and, you know what I mean, and what it would actually take to uh, to uh, make to make their dreams happen. Like, you know, even open a, a franchise or whatever, man. People haven't even looked into that. But you want to sit around and say, you know, if I get a million dollars, I'm going to, I'd open up a freaking what Burger King, but you haven't even looked into what it costs to open the Burger King, or you know what what you get my drift, man. You, like you gotta uh, if you're really trying to do something, anything, be a, whether it be being an athlete, whether it be being an entertainer, a lawyer, a freaking teacher, uh, uh, the best. Fry cook this side of the Mississippi. At some point, you have to start pre- uh, preparing for that. You need to start the preparations for that. And if you plan on, it's the same thing. If you plan on having money, you need to start the preparations for for having some and start thinking. Okay, you know, first first step is what do I what can I do to keep some money instead of what can I do to get some money? Because once you start just trying to figure out things to do. To get money, you you end up on that hamster wheel of just constantly trying to figure out a way to get another dollar. But if you start figuring out ways to keep money, eventually you'll be able to look at enough money to say, okay, I can take this money and get and use this money to get money, versus trying to figure out another another scheme to get a bag to get a couple more dollars a week or a couple more dollars a month. You know, by it's overly asserting myself, you know. I can take this money now and put it into something that's going to make me some money. You know, you get, you get my drift. I don't know, man. I'm kind of rambling on right now, man. But it was just something I wanted to uh, to talk about due to the conversations that I had, man. Feel free to call in, email at thoughtsbydeville, D-I, the podcast, at Gmail. Whatever you want to do. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Let me know what you think about it, man. Uh, all call-ins, all messages are welcome. Even if you think what I said was dumb as hell, feel free to say that. Uh, but take this information and do with it what you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, get you a good breakfast so you can get out there and get shit done. Thank you for tuning in to the Ville DI Thoughts by the Ville DI, the podcast. I love each and every last one of y'all. I'm out of here, man. Peace.